Welcome everyone to the 39th episode of the Double Double NBA Show Australia. Here with your host Jack and my co-host Anthony, the three-point headbutting man Tenkardi. How are you, champion? Mate, I think some threes are going to be flying tonight. Hopefully I don't they think the they will the be. Will they? Well, what ball know. are you using? Are you using the three v three three ball? On three ball. So it's got well, then you least. can blame it if it doesn't go in. That's how it works. Either that or oh, mate, my shoulders a bit sore this afternoon. You know what we should do. We should just buy three v three balls. Yeah, expensive. Yeah, and then, but then, and I don't like them. I hate dribbling with them. The other thing, where do our excuses go if if you if we have a ball to practice with? Ah, yeah, rims, sand on the court because it is next door volleyball thing. That is true. Easy as. Now, before we keep talking about why we're not proficient at basketball, would you like to actually tell the people what we're going to be doing today? God, talking about basketball and how good we are. (laughs) So I'll start off. I'm not very good at free throws. That's my biggest weakness. But in all seriousness, uh, I'm trash at free throws for some reason, which is weird. I genuinely have a higher three-point percentage than free throw percentage. Maybe because you're not good under pressure, mate. I don't get it. I don't get it. You're there is no pressure. pressure. There's literally none. That's like, fair ever. enough. Now, I'm going to actually... Free. I'm going to I'm going to save... They're like giving you points. Okay, I'm going to save the loving listeners from having to listen to you again so we can hurry up and get into the uh, get into some playoff basketball. Now, the big one, obviously, from what we've been talking about is where was i going with that we are recording this just really quickly after the big one which is the bucks have been eliminated yeah let's jump into that what geez this is a great start by me let's jump straight into that one so the miami heat four the bucks one now i did call i did call i did you can hear it in the last bloody podcast one before that i said the heat were a force to be reckoned with they had too many pit bulls for the bucks and i thought the bucks were in trouble yep i stand corrected once again. True. Yeah, Milwaukee fell short. They've proven that they were a regular season team again. Unfortunately, Giannis could not suit up for this game due to a recurring ongoing ankle issue, uh, which eh, doesn't look too bad. Where where did the Bucks go from here? Well, the, the reports come out today saying that Giannis is not requesting a trade. Now, whether that means he's not requesting a trade and he's just going to leave in free agency, that's a different thing. But... I think for the Bucks, what you've got to do now, we talked about this briefly last week where there's a certain window that you have for getting a genuine return on some some players. The big thing we talked about was someone like CJ McConnell where you could actually get something decent for him now and opposed to two years, you might get absolutely bugger all for him. I think the main thing that was identified for me watching the Bucks this this whole playoff and even in the bubble was that their role, they have the wrong role, guys. This they is, genuinely have the wrong role, guys. This is my thing however, with Milwaukee. I think their role players aren't too bad. If I go and look at their 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th player... I didn't player, say they weren't bad. I said they weren't the right ones. Okay. But if I have a look at them, they're not bad players. Individually, I would be happy to have all of them, really, on the Lakers. But when I look at Chris Middleton being their number two player, is he really a number two guy? Because when I go and think back of the good teams, I think of, like, Shaq and Kobe, uh, LeBron and D. Wade... Even Stephen Clay or Stephen Draymond. I don't think of players that are at the calibre of Chris Middleton, which is like a fringe all-star. I think of fully-fledged all-stars. So what I think that Miami, uh, Miami, the Milwaukee Bucks need to do is try to go after another star. I don't know how they get it or what they have to do. They have one, mate, Chris Middleton. <laughs> no, I'm talking about an actual solid, always going to be on an all-star team no matter what. And I don't really know who the player is that would fit best. I think it would be a guard. I think they need someone literally like a Damian Lillard type player or a well, Devin Booker player. There's been a lot of 
a lot of chat about Chris Paul. Or even that, a I've Chris seen Paul that being be posted on about four different Instagram accounts this afternoon. Like, well, not this afternoon, like today. So, are you saying they need a Chris Paul? Do they say that you're saying you're saying Giannis needs help? That's what you're saying. Not that much. Giannis needs help. It's just Giannis needs, like you're saying, the right help. But oh, another star you player. Use my words against me. But another star player. It's just oh. like in the playoffs, all a team has to do is stop Giannis. Yes. And then Chris Middleton is not good enough to carry a team for four games out of seven. Yes. Which is weird, though, because even when Giannis was out, that's when Chris Middleton plays yeah. his best. No, but he so, might. Uh, Chris Middleton might be good enough if, just say, Giannis didn't play. Chris Middleton might win one out of seven mm. games, two out of seven games. Yep. Give him that. Yep. But yep. he's not going to... It's not going to be like, just say, for the, the Lakers, just say LeBron's out. AD's still going to win more than one out of seven. Yep. If I look at the Clippers and Kawhi's out, Paul George is going to win more than one out of seven. Yes, yes, I, I, I see. I see you the point I'm trying mean? to like, make. I see you, Paul yeah. George is much yeah. better than Chris Middleton. Oh God, yes, yeah. No, I'm you not wouldn't even argue with that at no, all. No, God, no. And they're both inconsistent as hell. Correct. So, so. And but no, in all seriousness, you are correct. You are 100 percent right in the fact that. Giannis needs the help, but he also needs the right help. Yeah. You can't, like Chris Middleton, yes, he's an all-star. Yes, he's a very good player sometimes. He can't carry your franchise or just be like, when Giannis is having a bad day, when Giannis is getting locked up, he can't be the guy that's just like, all right, give me the ball. Yeah, give like, me I'll the take ball. the ball, I'm give me the ball, I'll organise it. Yeah, there's some cool cool fits out there that you, you could think of. I, I think they need more of like a scoring guard, in my personal opinion. I think someone like a Devin Booker or Damian Lillard, even even See, a lower-tiered talent, that, even That's a lower-tiered so talent, man. though, you could go out and maybe get a CJ McCollum. If you say, like, mm. here's... Um, I kind of feel like Brooke Lopez suits them really well, but if they say, like, here's a couple Robin picks... <laughs> so, yeah. he too well. here's, here's a couple picks, here's Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's Bledsoe, here's... Um, I don't know, even someone like a Pat Connington, maybe they have a sort of high opinion on him or something, and maybe package together something, because they want to get, or might want to get rid of CJ. But it's going to be difficult to pry something away like that in the next year or two, and I think that might come to a head when Giannis is a free agent. I think you're very right, and this is where I think it gets hard, because like you said before, I think Milwaukee got to be careful in what they're doing, and that's not they don't acquire the wrong form of... All star, like I think CJ McCollum is just another Chris Middleton. Like I think you need someone that is better. I think you need you need someone like the Devon Booker. You need someone like the Damian. You do, Lillard. but at least he spaces the floor where Bledsoe doesn't. Yeah. So you don't really need to guard up on Bledsoe. So I can take another step away from Bledsoe to be a step closer to where Giannis is. So therefore, I'm a whole step close to Giannis when I'm defending him and being able to put up and make a wall so he's not able to drive past. Realistically, I want Giannis two feet from the basket if I was the coach. I don't want Giannis out at the three-point line. But the way Giannis operates is he catches the ball out high and drives in. But if everyone's in one step because oh, Eric Bledsoe's in that corner and Pat Connington's in that one, don't really need to defend them. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch the topic of the conversation now onto the other side of the Eastern Conference, and that's the that's the Boston Celtics. Up against the Raptors. Now, currently, that series is sitting at 3-2 to the Celts. They play a game tomorrow, and if, obviously, common sense prevail here, like, it's either going to be the Celts are going to wrap it up or the or 
The Raptors are going to take it to Game Seven. Celtics are easy wrapping it up. I don't think they are. Raptors I think they're going to take it. To, I think they're going to take it to. I think the Raptors are going to take it to Game Seven, and I think the Raptors have a chance at stealing. Back from last week, <laughs> stealing uh, from the Celtics. I don't know. There was we've seen it in the last in the last week when the Celtics get into these um, these dog fights, they can't stick it with the Raptors. The Celtics are only good when they're out in front and they're leading in front by a large margin. I know some people might disagree with that, but honestly, that's how I see it. Like, and I think if the Raptors can keep it tight and turn it into this dog fight, I just I think the Raptors are a bit deeper. The one thing that's killing the Raptors is that the Raptors have a lot of a lot of vets, right? And this was going to be the major effect of the bubble and why some players were a bit eh, on the bubble. We're seeing people like Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, for example, the older guys, they're genuinely starting to struggle now with the game on, game think, day yeah, off. I think it's the day it's, on, it's day It's genuinely off, day on, starting day to come into it now because like someone like Mark, who's like, what, 35? Oh, it's 17. He's, he's starting to feel it. And the Boston Celtics are a young team at the end of the day, so I think they can go through it. What, what's your thoughts on it? I know you've just said briefly, but you want to elaborate a bit on it on how you said the Celtics... Oh, it's easy. almost for the same reason as what you're saying, however, flipped around. It's not because that they're old. I just think the Celtics have so many young legs and are so eager for the next step. We're like, not that the Raptors aren't, but they're just like the old veterans. Like, we know how to win, to we know how to play. The Raptors, I just, I think the Celtics, it's their time. They've had that time waiting. Yeah. They've had that time waiting again last year with the Kyrie experiment. Because um, they went from, remember how good they were two seasons ago when there was no Kyrie, when he was injured, and then Kyrie was back and they were a bit of a disappointment. And then this year, it's no Kyrie, it's Kemba. Kemba's finally playing for something. And, and, and it's literally like all three of those players need to play poorly for them to lose. They had yes. that once. They had that once where all three of them played poorly. Then the only other game that the Raptors won was the most crazy, ridiculous OG shot, which was from over the top of, of an outstretched Taco's hands into a perfect pass into a corner three. Can we just, can we just talk about that? That pass Holy is point. Exactly. He was pinpoint. literally halfway jumping almost. Have you seen the side-on shot? So the angle that Lowry throws it, it's above the shot clock. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, like, dips down. I don't, I don't, I don't know how he done it. Like... Let's 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 play a little Kyle bit Larry's of paid about what thirty mil definitely. Let's play a little bit of the prediction game here. Let's say that you're correct and the Celtics do win tomorrow. Yeah. So the Celtics win now. It's going to be the Heat versus Celtics. What's your call on that? We're getting on the West Conference later. I just yeah, want to stick I'm, on the I'm, East. I'm going Heat in six. To be honest, I, I think, think it's going to be heat... a longish series, but I think the Heat will win. Oh yeah, for what man. we're saying. But this is the difference between their veterans and the Raptors veterans. Is number one the Raptors veterans. Are more bigs, and I mean big bigs. Abaka, Gasol, like you were saying, yeah, they've got Kyle Lowry, but they're bigs. Whereas the Heat wings are all wings, and we know that wings win games in 100%. terms of defense and three-point shooting. And then they also have a few young players sprinkled in that they play, uh, like Kendrick Nunn, like Tyler Hero. Raptors don't really have that. And Celtics have tons of young players, but I think. I think just the skill level of those veteran wings will be able to lock down these younger. One hundred percent. And the thing, I think the thing that a lot of people, I said it last week. So the people that tune in every week, they will know what I'm talking about. And I say it all the time: is the Heat have genuine pitbulls on their team? Like I use that reference as people that genuinely will fight you if they lose. And that's Jimmy Butler is probably the biggest pitbull in the league besides Pat Bev. Pat Bev. Yeah. Jimmy Butler 
Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, even Tyler Harrow to a degree. Like he's Tyler arrogance. Harrow, like he just he had shows three threes he, at the end of that game. They, what was it? Game yep, five. They hate, four against the Bucks. Hate losing. Mm-hmm. Like they genuinely hate you losing. Jimmy Butler was. You know how they have like the family side on like the other side that you don't yeah. really see. It was funny as so Jimmy Butler scored like a, a wicked shot and he looked at the family side, which his family's not there because he said it was a business trip. And he screamed at them. <laughs> so he's there screaming because that's like, like Russell Westbrook did that in a game yeah. as well. I think he said like "f out of here" or something, but and was like, like those... shouting at all the fam- like families. <laughs> Russell and all Westbrook, got like their little yeah, kids exactly. and like little babies and stuff. Good. Russell Westbrook though, and Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder, that those guys are cut from the cloth of like hard, not so much gangs, but like these rough as hell neighborhoods, these rough as stories where basketball means so much, and it's more than just a game. It's like defines who you are as a person they are literal gangsters yeah like they they, it's just who they are they're hard wild like if they could be versing us in the two on two at at sydney for example and we like hit a shot and be like oh we scored an nba players maybe we should be in the nba and i think we'd get stabbed (laughs) or like or they'd just be like nah f these dudes and they'd just be trying to absolutely stab an nba player to be fair could get some good compo for that not by Jimmy Butler. I reckon he'd do it like 40 Surely times. Surely he'd give me like 30 mil, but... Oh, no, you, you'd be dead, mate. That's what I'm saying. I reckon he'd do it like that. Oh. But the big thing is, but is I think... Australian bum. I think... And it's to transition to the West, I think the Clippers have... Which is why I think the Clippers are going to come out against your Lakers, sorry, Anthony, is because I just think the Clippers have way too many dogs and someone like that. And like the the Lakers have to play at their absolute best. I'll get into the West, in the West Coast later, but... Heat for me, I reckon Heat at Eastern Conference Champions this year. Yeah, I could see that happening. But then having said that, and all our praises for Miami Heat, if it was Heat Celtics, let's just say it is, I could see the Celtics coming out. And if the Raptors get up, I could still see the Raptors coming out. I say I can't. I I, genuinely can't. It's more difficult for me if it's a Heat-Raptors matchup. I genuinely think, for me, I would be surprised if the Raptors won that. But if it's (sighs) Heat Celtics... I literally think it's like 55-45. I don't think it's this massive discrepancy of I'd go like... 65-35. See, I don't think it's that far. Because Boston Celtics do. are a very good team, especially if Gordon Haywood's any chance of playing. That just adds another but, dimension. But you look at who the Boston Celtics have been playing, and they play like the nice guys. They've been playing like the nice guys. Like they versed Philadelphia, who pretty much without Ben Simmons didn't play a lick of defense. True. That was seen. They're versing the Raptors, who haven't been able to play a lick of defense because their bigs are too busy trying to breathe. That's true. So, like, you, then you go against someone like the Heat, where like Jimmy Butler bites people. He doesn't bite people, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't I know. I, just, I, just... I think, I think honestly, I think in six games the Heat win. I, I don't see the. I honestly, don't see the Celtics winning any more than two games. They might win the first two, then lose four in a row. Not going to happen. But like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I still just wouldn't. I, I won't chalk it up as it's it's as good as that. Because I, I do I see think, a scenario. I understand you. Because at the end of the day, it's Eastern Conference Finals yeah. NBA. You can't be like, oh, it's very one-sided. No. And, like, and yes. you know, what if like Jimmy Butler gets sick, just say, say, gets a cold. Everyone on their team's got a cold. Someone rolls their ankle. Tyler Hero snaps his leg in half. Goran Dragic rolls his ankle. Then you got... We've seen got, on the Bucks, every team's one injury away from being nothing. Exactly. And and that's why I, can't, I just can't write them off this early. Once the chess matches start playing out... And I think Brad Stevens as well has a few curveballs still to throw. Yeah, in a perfect world, I think Miami were comfortably. We're not in a perfect world. And like you said, you bring up a very good point of the fact that everyone is literally one injury away yeah. from their team being absolute dog doo-doo. Speaking of dog doo-doo, now we can't talk about the um, game that's gone on today because we haven't seen it yet because we're recording this 
as its on essentially between the uh, Los Lakers Angeles and Lakers and the Houston Rockets. So. Which is good because I plan on watching that when I get home from work this afternoon. <laughs> so that works out well. Been a really good series so far. I think um, for me though, now I don't want to. I, I don't want to sound like I'm bullying you. No. All right. So you're bully not going to take. Mate. You're not gonna, no, I'm not, I don't want to bully you, mate. I can't, you're, my, you're, my, you're one of my best mates. I don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, the big one. So, I think we've seen just how much like the Lakers are not not struggling. Struggling is not the right word. I'm, struggling is not the correct word to use here. I think we've seen how the Lakers rely so much on Anthony Davis and LeBron James to be great. So, for the because of this. This is why I think the Clippers are going to come out on top. The Houston Rockets have been playing decent. Russell Westbrook is probably the most incompetent basketball player I think I've ever seen. Oh, mate, he just looked like, that last game, he just looked like he was running. He looked like he belonged with us down at Newmarket, He was mate. just running and in even circles. He had no idea what was going on. He was just like sprinting. He just literally catch the ball, just like look. like he done lines he just before looked, the game. And he would just sprint yes. 100 miles an hour. He'd trip over people. He'd trip over the ball. Kids. No. He's it's like, like it wouldn't matter. He would just generally had no idea what was happening in that game. Seven turnovers by him. It was a poor effort. Like, So at the moment, it's, it's one apiece from how we've seen it. Obviously, we don't know who the winner is of today's game because we're recording it now. Rockets way too good in the first game. Pretty much smashed. Gave the Lakers a bit of a punch in the mouth. But... Lakers also lost their first game against what's his name, didn't they? Trailblazers. So like, much of much just take the information what you will there. Lakers played a lot better in the second game, seemed to clamp down, clamp down a lot more, and it was one seventeen to one oh nine. But the big thing is, mate, we've sung his praises in the past. PJ Tucker is having a blinder on Anthony Davis. Yeah. He is having an absolute fantastic series. In this so second far. game, though, this this is the big difference. All right. And I, I watched this very, very closely. I actually watched the game twice because I wanted to rewatch a few things and pick up on some stuff. You're working for the Lakers, mate. I wish I was. Bit of scouting. But no Dwight Howard in the rotation. More Marcus Morris minutes. And I'm that's not better. a Marcus Morris fan. That's better. But that's better for them. It helps them mark, mark, mark up a little bit better against a team Marcus like this. Morris offers you more flexibility. Also, and I don't care what anyone says, and guess what? People have been saying this all year, and I keep sitting there, and you're one of these people included, and I keep sitting there, and I keep saying, Rajon Rondo is a factor for our team, and we need Rondo. It's not a joke. Oh, I'd say he's a factor, absolutely. It's not a it's joke. It's just the fact we that he's bad. We genuinely need him. Yes, and he's bad. He's <laughs> not that bad, that's the thing. He had five steals. Every single time he was on the court, our defensive intensity went from like a five to a, Mate, a nine. Kuzma's more important to your team no, than Rondo. <laughs> I would drop Kuzma in a heartbeat if it meant I could have uh, Rondo on the court. Rondo picked James up bulk assists. He also had um, a few points. He went 10, 9, and 3. I, I wish, to be fair, I wish Rondo was a little bit better of a shooter, a three-point shooter. But I, th- this is how I get down to things. It got very close towards the start of the fourth quarter in that game. The Rockets were actually in front by, I think it was two or three points. And when certain players had the ball in their hands, I sit there and I'm like, please no, please no, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. When Rondo has the ball in his hand, I feel safe. I feel like something is going to happen that's going to be productive and beneficial for my basketball team and that's why I want Rondo on my team and that's why I think he's going to make a difference on my team and that's why and that's you why you're going talk. to lose in five no. <laughs> to, the, to the Clippers <laughs> you might win against the Rockets so you're saying Rockets would we're going to win no you're going to win that's what I'm yeah, saying that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Rockets easy win I think I honestly think this 
Rockets might get another one. I, I, I honestly think when the Lakers want to turn it on, we can turn it on. Like, purely for the fact of a, a defensive and rebounding standpoint. And I'm not talking about scoring a million points. The Rockets will still score 100 and something, but a defensive and rebounding standpoint, like, we absolutely destroyed them on the offensive glass in that game, and that's what made the big difference early on. And then it was basically cruise but control the big, from there But on. the big... Well, see, I don't see... You can, can say it's cruise control. LeBron James played 39 minutes, AD played 36. You played your absolute best and beat him by eight points. But that's not our absolute best. It was your absolute best. But it, it was. wasn't. Because it was. absolute best is closer to the 44-minute mark for those two players. Oh, no. Not, for, eight, not yeah. for LeBron. He's, he's got no. ice on his knees, no. mate. He's, he's washed playing, king. They literally will he's, not LeBron's even come off more for cons- a minute. LeBron's concerned about hashtag and wash king on his Instagram stories, yeah. mate. He just, he just he wants the photos. Moving on, however, though. To... Actually, no, we can't move on just yet. There okay. was one. You talked about shooting. I just want to touch on... Um, now, I genuinely think... So people that, that, that don't know how I play basketball... Google Tony Allen, that's exactly how I play basketball. I can't shoot, I can defend, and I like to play in the post and score on big guys even though I'm a guard. I genuinely think I'm a better shooter than Danny Green at the moment. Oh, mate. I am, is, a, I am a genuine better I'm shooter than Danny Green at the moment. about players when they have the ball. I do not want Danny Green anywhere near a basketball court at this present time. <laughs> so unless he wants to work out how to shoot... He should literally. He did, have, he did, have, he nah, did go fifty percent nah. last, like the last game that nah. we seen. He should stand in a corner one, and shoot goodness. for twenty four hours in a row, every day, like <laughs> every day until he gets. I'm over it. I'm over like all this drive and kick. Oh, Danny Green open in the corner, one dribble. Oh, he's missed. Oh, Danny Green flying down the court, open three. Oh, oh he's missed. missed. <laughs> and some of his misses though aren't even like they're they're like Kuzma level bad misses. They're just missing. Kuzma's been a better shooter than him. It's just been frustrating to watch, but see, I just want to get some firing on all cylinders. The Rockets say they don't have too much against the Lakers I just defense. To get I don't some, think um, some some D Green business in at you. Big one. Well, not so much a big one, but we flip to the other side of the comment. Are you done talking about Lakers Rockets? Yeah, mate. Of course. So we flip on to the other side of that, and now that's the Clippers. Now it is currently two one to them in that series over the Denver Nuggets. I think we seen yesterday just sort of. The Clippers, they were playing very, very, very passive. They were just chilling. It was all fine. And then they sort of went, oh, okay, that's enough of that. Let's how about we win the game. Kawhi Leonard somehow blocks Jamal Murray with the world's longest middle finger I've ever seen. I've never seen a finger that big. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, yeah, I think everyone's, everyone, like, people, obviously, everyone likes the Clippers. Everyone likes their chances of winning the ring. I think the Clippers, I, I don't know, man. Do the Nuggets win another game? I think the Nuggets might be able to sneak another game. Ah, wrong word. Steal another game. Appreciate it. But I don't really think it'll be a steal. I think it'll be more Michael Malone makes some adjustments. I think they need to play Michael Porter Jr. as bad as he is on defense, which, to be fair, people bag him out and say how horrible he is on defense. He's a bad defender, mate. He's not the most atrocious person I've seen. better than Trey Young. If you can (laughs) get him, if you can get him, though, defending more in, in... Closer towards the basket. He looks horrible when he's oh, out, out on he top. Looks he looks He literally looks worse than Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert <laughs> on roller skates is what I was trying Rudy to say. Rudy Gobert. Um, but I just, I just don't get why he's not playing thirty odd minutes a night. He's got to. He has to play. He needs. I the, think though because the size he's a sieve. And the scoring. He's a sieve though. They need to have, but a lineup of instead of Millsap, literally just swap him instead of Millsap. Millsap's been not that good. So if you have Jokic, Murray. Uh, Gary Harris, Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr. You can't tell me that's a pretty good lineup. That's still decently defensive. You got granted two good defenders, three pretty low standard defenders, but very low standard. 
I think they'll be fine because you put the two good defenders on there, two good players, Kawhi and Paul George, and then you just deal with what you got. Jokic is a great defender in the post. Put him on Zubats. Done. Yeah, you got a point. I, I, I just honestly don't think Paul. I like Porter Jr., but I don't think he's. I don't think he's a good defender at all. And I think the reason that they don't have him out there is because they realise the fact that because like they're just going to switch him on to switch him on to PG every time. Yeah. Like and then like you can't expect him to guard PG, can you? No, no, you can't. And like the other thing too is, but could it where it's due? That dunk, oh, freaking unreal! My Jesus, I'm getting a poster of that. That thing is Mate, insane. Harrell copped a sack to yeah, the head. He that was unreal. That was he, unreal. He nearly jumped over the top of him. That was so good. It was insane. That was so good. Now, oh yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, I was gonna say just. Oh, I think that the Clippers are winning either five or six. I, I'm impartial. It's two one now. They play again yeah. tomorrow, so. We'll find out. If the Clippers win tomorrow, I think she's home and hose. And obviously, if the people are like, oh, if the Nuggets win row goes to 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, it goes 2-2, two and two, but then you've still got to win three in a row against the Clippers. Like, yeah. come on. Let's, let's not be silly here. I don't think that's happening. Now, to finish off the show this week, we're going to have just a little bit of a touch on the rewards that have been announced. Now, the big one was uh, Ja Morant has been awarded the Rookie of the Year. Fantastic. Didn't, 99 didn't votes out of 100. So... I think the person that done that's a genuine Pelican. And the other one... Oh, Pelican. That was a good yeah, one. Amazing. And the other one was uh, Montrez Harrell. Got the sixth man in the yeah, year award. congratulations. How's it feel to be dunked on? <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's a bit insulting. But other than that, guys, we might chat to you guys sooner than next week. I don't know. We'll, just, we'll see if anything crazy happens. But other than that, enjoy basketball. And we'll see you next week.